0: Scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Mark, the first 15 verses. Chapter 15, the first 15 verses. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among them, the rebels in prison, who had committed murder in the insurrection, was a man called Barabbas. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priest had delivered him up. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified.
1: Do you want a superhero who defends you from every trouble? in this life or do you want Christ who saved you for eternal life when the world is full of superheroes promising taking our problems but Jesus calls us to take our own cross, carry them, even taking others' problem, would you still follow Jesus with your cross? The Sanhedrin Needed superhero who can take the, their problem, Jesus, to put him death. It was Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. It was such a perfect time because he usually stays out of Jerusalem. He stays in Caesarea, the poor city because it was a Passover weekend, so he came to Jerusalem. So around 7 a.m., the high priest and the temple system took Jesus to Antonia Fortress, the palace of Pontius Pilate. Because the temple system, the high priest, did not have jurisdiction to execute Jesus, They took Jesus to the Gentile governor. Even this case, the case of Jesus was not the affair that he, Pilate, can handle. He only handles the political affairs. But they just took him there. For their spiritual matters, don't you think sometimes we Christians take our affairs to the court of unrighteousness? The world. Even we know there are spiritual affairs, spiritual matters, but we take it to the court of unrighteous why why we try to fix our problem through the world instead of Jesus Christ it is one of the very important questions when we being baptized the lordship will you in trust, lordship to Jesus Christ, because many Christians have not surrendered their lordship to Jesus Christ, so they still have a, partially. They still have their lordship of themselves. Still, they want to handle problem by themselves. So, their relationship with God, the relationship with the Lord, is not capable of handling their spiritual matters. In fact, today many churches, many Christians lost their self-purification ability, capacity, because they are not willing to listen to God. They are not willing to, they are unwilling to repent. Even the shepherd, clergies, became blind. Then they tried to lead the congregation. So they both going into the ditch, spiritual recession, systematic depravity of church and our nation. So the question is, where are we standing? Where are you standing? In the court of righteous or in the court of unrighteous? The high priest and the Sanhedrin knew the charge of blasphemy would mean nothing to the Roman governor Pilate. But if Jesus claimed the sovereignty of Israel as the Messiah, rule over the Israel, the space, the nation, it is an obvious plot of insurrection against the Rome. But in John's Gospel, Jesus made it clear about his kingdom. Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. But somehow in Mark's gospel, Jesus was defenseless, unwilling to defend himself. So when Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? He was silent for all the accusation, all the testimony against him. But when Pilate asked, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, you have said so. That's it. Of course, Pilate was puzzled for Jesus' unwillingness to defend himself. But it was Jesus' desire. It was his mission. He Came, Jesus came to atone us by taking our condemnation. To be standing in the court of unrighteous and condemned and crucified. That is the whole purpose of Jesus came so Jesus was speechless, defenseless. Jesus knew what to defend and what not. What do you defend in your life? What are we defending in our life? What are we fighting in this life? We know we are not here to defend the space and the things in it. They are important, but we are here to defend the time. We need to defend our Body and the money and our trophies and achievements but most of all foremostly we must defend our spirit our faith in Christ our intimate time with the Lord and the day the day in the court of God Like Psalmist says, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. The world. Tents of the wicked. What are we fighting for? What do we try to defend? Jesus died on the cross for us to defend the time, our time, the eternity. Not the space, not the space. And the things. And Jesus desperately wanted us to have the same faith with him in the eternal time, eternal life in his kingdom. The irony was the first man Jesus defended, Jesus atoned, was Barabbas, the hero of Israel. We know he was terrorist, right? He was He tried to bring independence, liberty to his own country. So he was a patriot for his country. But he was a terrorist for Romans. But it was a custom of Passover, releasing one prisoner. So Pilate asked the crowd, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? Pilate wanted to release Jesus because it was so obvious Jesus had no intention of insurrection. And because Pilate knew Jesus was delivered out of envy of the high priest, because Jesus was the threat to the temple, the temple system, high priest and his people, But crowd, but the crowd wanted Barabbas to be released, not Jesus. People want Barabbas, hero who is powerful, seems doing something, incapable. Not Jesus. Person like Jesus seems helpless, incapable. For them. Who do you want? Who do we want? Barabbas or Jesus? But remember, the justice of the world is power, the violence, the bayonet and guns, killing other people, sacrificing other people for me. But the justice of the kingdom of God is love and grace. Second chance. The grace. Sacrificing myself for others. That is the justice of kingdom of God. So Jesus took our death, the violence, on us because the wage of sin our fate was death eternal death so we received the love and peace and the life in eternity we're changed right we're changed because jesus changed from the most high god To a mere man, poor man. From the master to a slave. From the righteous to the condemned. So if we want to change the world, we must change ourselves. From being served to serve. To be washed, to wash others' feet. We must respect others. I told you, respect. Again, see. See people again with the eyes of God. We have to look at the people with the eyes of God, not my eyes. Before I told you, we must have this curved vision. Through God's vision, we see the people, not straight vision. We must respect other people regardless. And be needed for them. Because the world is in need. The hunger, loneliness, rejection, being outcast. So we must feed them, shelter them, embrace them, welcome them, and become a friend of them. It sounds silly. Our lives full. We are busy, even with our loved ones, our family. There are a lot to do. So it is silly. But it is the power of Christ. Like Apostle Paul said, For the word, the word of the cross is a foolish to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Would you? Would First church be foolish vulnerable, defenseless for Christ and his people, the people with Jesus died, God so loved, or we keep building our own fortress and being confined in it. In our own history offers a good example between violence and love. Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King Jr. over the civil rights movement. You remember. I don't remember. Malcolm X believed violence can be justified to bring justice. He said, I am for violence to the American black man's problem. Just to avoid the violence. I don't go for non-violence. If it also means a delayed solution. To me, a delayed solution is a non-solution. Or I will say it another way. If it must take violence to get the black man's his human rights in this country... I'm for violence, exactly as you know the the Irish, the Poles, and the Jews would be if they were flagrantly discriminated against. Sounds, makes sense? But Dr. King said, he believed that human rights and equality comes only by changing people's hearts through encounters with the non-violence resistance and sacrificial love. In his sermon, Strength to Love, Dr. King said, our approach will be to shame you into giving us civil rights. We are going to show you by our willingness to suffer a different way. You can hurt us, and hurt us, and hurt us, and we are still going to love you. We are not going to hurt you physically, but we are going to stand up for what we believe is right. As you inflict suffering on us, we will wear you down with our capacity to endure. We will win victory by demonstrating love rather than hate towards you. Friends, we know love wins over hate. Always, but people in the world and the world keep choosing hate. The crowd choose violence, hate. They choose barbarous. They cry out over and over, "Crucify Jesus." And give us brother. Pilate simply feared a riot and wanted to satisfy the crowd. So Pilate washed his hands and before the crowd and said, I am innocent. I am innocent of this man's blood. Really? No, he's not. He is, Pilate is guilty. He committed the sin of omission. We always care for the sins of commission. Or sins what we do. But we must care for the sins of what we don't do. But it is sin. The sins of omission. Think about it, what are the things that you don't God desire you to do? And who do we want to satisfy by not doing it? The crowd, ourselves, our loved ones? The people around us, you know what? It is so irony. The many people in this world today, they live to live, satisfy to satisfy others, even those unspecified individuals, random people, the crowd. They care of the how many likes for their Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, right? Who cares? They don't care, actually. But people care for those unspecified individuals and try to satisfy them and not doing what God desires us to do. But the truth is, if we satisfy the Lord, if we satisfy God, and we satisfy everyone. Amen? Jesus didn't satisfy the people on the cross. But we know. For the last 2,000 years, we know Jesus was right. Jesus satisfied Millions and millions of people, each generation, for 2,000 years. We're still worshiping Him, the Jesus Christ. We never met. Maybe most of you never been to Israel. But we worship Him. We believe He was right. So we must satisfy the Lord, not the world. Sisters and brothers in Christ, remember the victory in Jesus. The victory in Jesus. It is not fun. It is not pleasing seeing the crucifixion. But I choose the, the photo, Jesus hang on. It is not nice. Right? Looking at Jesus suffering like that. But it is victory for him. It is the glory of ours. It is unlimited, infinite love of Christ for us. So remember victory in Jesus even though we are not victorious in this world. Because we, even though we are carrying our cross, even our burdens and other people's burdens, our illness, we are aging, our finance, we are weak, we are in pain, we are in despair, we are not welcomed. And we're suffering in this world, but we are victorious. We are victorious because Jesus was hanging on the tree because your victory. Jesus did not need this victory for him. We needed this victory. This is our victory. Jesus given to us. Amen. So I love Lent. Lent is such a powerful season for church. So remember, Christ won for us our battle, the life in eternity, unlimited, infinite love. Of God. That's life in eternity, the time Jesus given to us. What else do we need? Amen.